and welcome to That's Embarrassing, the podcast where we hear your embarrassing stories and feel better about our own lives. No, I mean, we learn from them. Uh, you can find us at Embarrassing Pod on Instagram. We're at Embarrassing PC on Twitter. That's embarrassingpod at gmail.com. And if you want to give us a little bit of money to help support us, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. Joe's here. Hello. All right. Yes, I am. Yeah, thank you. That was a smashing intro. I'm not sure you should be asking the listeners specifically for money, even though that is specifically what we want out of them. But I well, mean, why not be explicit? I mean, just cut to the chase, right? Yeah, absolutely. Please give us more money so we don't have to sell our soul uh, doing horrible gigs anymore, which is the theme of today's episode. Um, embarrassing things that have happened at gigs that you've performed at or been at. And I'm delighted to say we are joined by comedian Josh Jones. Hello, Josh. Hello. It's so lovely to have you with us. I, I heard you on another podcast a couple of weeks ago. I've spent two weeks in a YouTube wormhole looking at your comedy. Um, saw your stuff on 8 Out of 10 Cats and I just I just thought this is the man to talk about embarrassing gigs. Oh yeah, because I absolutely ruined myself on 8 Out of 10 Cats. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you killed it. You were amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I can talk about gigs for years. Oh, I've got so much shit. Let's go. What's the what's it like <laughs> when you go on 8 out of 10 cats? Because obviously Jimmy Carr sort of doesn't really look like a real person. He's got those teeth and he's Jimmy Carr and he looks a bit like a, a cartoon. Is it intimidating? It was intimidating, but because they recorded two episodes in a day and mine was like a non-topical episode. So they did one that was going out that week. So... Along with my episode and that one, I already knew quite a few of the comics working there that day. So it just made me feel a lot better. But I was absolutely shitting myself because we did it on the Thursday and I only found out I was doing it on the Monday. So it was like three days before. It was nerve-wracking, but it was fine. It, I, I was all right, actually. I thought you were absolutely fantastic, to be honest. Um, you, we were talking a little bit earlier on uh, off-air because Louise says she fundamentally disagrees with gravy on chips. Now, Josh, I, I've, I've lived in Leeds. I've spent a lot of time in... No, no, I've spent, I've spent a lot of time in the north of England. I, I'm, I am a friend of people from all over this great nation, whereas Louise is very parochial and, and doesn't really like anybody who's not from Jeez. Cambridgeshire. Um, I'm not even from Cambridgeshire. But, I mean... <laughs> Josh, gravy gravy on chips is very much a, a staple of of your part of the world, isn't it? Gravy on everything. Honestly, <laughs> when it comes to stereotypes, like I'm a lot more northern than I am gay. Like I'd rather like <laughs> I'd rather pie over dick any day of the week. <laughs> honestly. Really? And I yeah, like fucking love pastry and gravy and stuff. And like my grandma taught me how to make my own pies and stuff when I was about 10 so I've been baking for years and all the food that I love is very stereotypical northern a lot of gravy I don't really eat it as much now because I'm you know I'm trying to stay slim and um 2020 goals yeah 2021 where are we 20, yeah 2021 <laughs> so yeah I'm trying to like keep on top of my body so I don't really have it as much but whenever my treats are my treats are always like northern food from Greg's, basically. Greg's for me is like if I'm in a rush, but if I'm having a pie at home, I'll always just make my own pastry. I'd never, Ooh. I wouldn't get a tin one. Ugh. 
No, a tinned pie. Oh no, yeah. tin pastry. No, a tinned pie. Like yeah. you know, tin pies. Yeah, those tin pies are when you just get one that you can just shove in the oven. I like I make my own. I, I quite like that though. I mean I would probably go lasagna over Fanny as well. I mean I think No, get... you wouldn't, Joe. They're both quite layered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a tuna lasagna, I'd say. But yeah, anyway. So right, let's get into these stories, embarrassing yes. stories from listeners. People have been getting in touch in their droves. Uh, and Josh, what we try and do is just kind of, I suppose, offer them a, a little bit of advice here. Okay. okay uh, or just empathise. You know, if you've got a similar story, something where you can say you're not alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Louise, what have you got? Rachel's been in touch and she says she was at Glastonbury one year and she'd fought her way to the front of the stage, which is, or to the front of the stage through the crowds, which she was super proud of herself for. Halfway into watching Beyonce, so whenever, whatever year that was, uh, felt liquid on my leg. Didn't think too much of it until I realised it was warm and the pressure was far too consistent to be a drink. Turned around and a guy was pissing on my leg and there was literally nothing I could do about it and I wasn't going to miss Beyonce, so I just let him carry on. Oh. I honestly would do the exact same thing. Do you still think once you've got a bit of wee on you, you may as well get the whole lot on you? If it was Beyonce, if I was like front row at Glastonbury, that like the, I still watched that. For performance now when it's on yeah. telly and stuff like if i was front row at glastonbury i would be prepared to piss on myself anyway like well, i've always wondered what you do when you're at the front i'd just be like i'd make peace with the fact like oh, i'm gonna piss on myself today and then like <laughs> do you know if someone else is pissed on you you're gonna if you're gonna get pissed on do you know what i mean like it happens. And as well, in stuff like that, some people are pissed in mugs and threw them over. Not mugs, yeah. like plastic. Plastic cups. Yeah, not tea mugs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, I feel like if you get pissed on at a festival, it doesn't count. Yeah, I suppose if you're going to... That's not like getting weed on in the street, no. is it? I suppose. Where's the line? A stranger grabbed my penis, so I head-butted him. <laughs> but like... But I don't know if... If I got pissed on at a festival, I don't know. I would probably say something. Mm. I don't know if I would, though, what Beyonce song was on. There's so many things that's going on. Because yeah. if it was, like, if it was something that you really waited for, because like, I really like Destiny's Child, so if mm -hmm. it was during the Destiny's Child bit when she, like, did all those old songs, nothing could take me out of that moment. It could be pissing in my face, and I would just be like, oh, <laughs> Beyonce! Like, I don't know. If she was, if she pulled her leotard to the side, I mean, that's... Yeah, she should have pissed on him back. That's what I probably would have done. I would have just started pissing on him. I think that's the best advice, just piss on them. I'd love, like, Beyonce just seeing people. She's trying to, like, do the performance of her life. And she's just In watching, single ladies. She's just watching people piss on each other. And then it becomes like a macarena of piss. <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, you pissed on me? I'll piss on you. And everyone in the front row just pisses on each other. It's like that bit in Harry Potter, you know, where Voldemort and Harry are fighting in the graveyard and sort of the streams are battling yeah. each other. <laughs> it's like that, but with urine. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that. Right, Jenny has been in touch and she says an old boss went to Michael Jackson. 
so I mean, it's a risky, it's a risky book in any way, with his older brother and his brother's friends. They're in the crowd, all hot and sweaty, and he came across quite faint and overheated, and then blacked out and came round on a stretcher at the side of the stage with all these girls who'd fainted. Essentially, the policy was he got carried through the crowd towards the front of the stage for medical attention, and everyone thought it's because he'd been screaming and was overwhelmed because of Michael Jackson, but had actually just overheated and passed out and had been carried to the front for medical attention. <laughs> um, Josh, has anyone, has anyone ever passed out at one of your gigs? Oh my gosh, this is an embarrassing story, right? <laughs> so I was doing a gig. It was already quite a difficult gig anyway, because everyone in the audience was like recovering alcoholics. So it was a sober gig, right? And oh. then the woman who was emceeing it, she just does this gig and she seems like a real nice person, but she's not like a p- professional stand-up who gigs all the time. So she started doing this weird thing again, Beyonce, for some reason. She was talking about, about Beyonce. Beyonce and did the, do you know, the move where she goes down, puts her bum out and then moves her arms. Mm. Um, she did that and like pulled her back and then like was in pain my friend had to go on stage whilst she was in pain so she she was bringing my friend on stage did this dance pulled her back started like crying and then like brought my friend on stage but she didn't leave the stage she was sat on this chair on on, like the side of the stage (laughs) so while he's doing his set she's crying in pain and the phone in an ambulance (laughs) so then so then he does the best he can do in that situation and then he has to bring me on even though she's hosting the show he's like i don't know what to do so he's just like so then they bring me on so then i get brought on as the paramedics are coming into (laughs) the building and then she gets like carried out like, that was more embarrassing for her, but it was like, yeah, she didn't collapse, but she did, I don't know what she did, I never really checked up with her, she could be dead, I don't know, but she, <laughs> like, like, she pulled a full leg, but every but everyone in the room was like, so, it was a really lovely room, because I've done gigs like that before, where it's like recovery people, and, and that's really they're like they're normally like quite friendly gigs because they realize that it's a strange atmosphere everyone's completely sober which is normally never happens in stand-up so um everyone was just like really conscious of what was going on and it was a strange evening that's quite hard isn't it to focus on performing if somebody's getting serious medical attention at the side of the stage yeah and the performing has to be funny yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And as well, she's the one who booked the gig, so you can't, like, take the piss out of her because, like, you, you need your money, do you know what I mean? So did you just ignore it? I can't even remember what I did. Luckily, my friend was on before me and he, like, had to deal with most of it because she was actually crying on the stage while he was there. At least by the time I got brought on stage... She was like, they put her in a little room at the side and the paramedics came in 
But it was weird because, like, it's quite bad, actually. But, like, when I saw... Because that guy who went on before me, he is my friend and we still see each other, like, every now and then. I'm Like, last time I saw him, like, I can't remember how it got brought up, but he's like, oh, do you remember that? I was both like, ha, <laughs> But, like, but actually someone really did injure themselves. Josh, can I ask you a question? You can, you've got to be completely... You, you can be completely honest here, I should say. Was there a part of you that thought, if she dies, do I still get paid? <laughs> Honestly, I asked that whilst my friend was on stage. <laughs> I asked someone else that, and because it was it was a cash in hand night, which never really happens anymore, which is sad. But anyway, it was a cash in hand night, and I was like, "Who's got the money?" But luckily, someone else, even though she was like crying in pain, she did arrange the money, so that was quite good. That's very kind of her. Yeah, because <laughs> but it is like, can I have my hundred pounds, please? Yeah. And she's like, ah. So we did get paid, but and oh. and that was, and I did ask. <laughs> so that does that make me a bad person? I don't give yes. a fuck. I, I need money. I once no, I get it. hosted a series of of corporate videos for Warhammer. So like the Games Workshop people who paint little figures and stuff. Um, you didn't know this, did you, Louise? No. I went up to Stockport for six weeks in a row. And oh, I'm, I apologise for that. Well, yeah. Do you know what, Josh? I love it's, Manchester, right? I love Manchester. I've spent a lot of time in, time in Manchester. But in Stockport, I have never seen so many cross-eyed people in tracksuits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a family and the whole family were bald, even the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Stockport thing. That's just like any, like, you get these sort of weird regional towns anywhere in England. Yeah. Um, you know, when you kind of like, you get off the train and you think... There's a reason that not everybody gets off here. Um, anyway, so I went to do this. I did this Warhammer gig and the director had a heart attack. Um, <sighs> so happy ending to this story. He's alive and fine and he's back at work and stuff. But my agent did speak to me. She was like, oh, yeah, no. Um, wonder how we'll call him Derek. She's like, yeah, I do hope Derek's all right. Do you think I'm still OK to file the invoice? <laughs> I don't know if he's got his MacBook in intensive care, love, to be honest. Don't. Yeah. I was doing um, Panto once and someone had a heart attack in the crowd and it was right at the end. You know when it's proper cheesy and you're all there being like, oh, celebrate good times, come <laughs> on. And this, but like paramedics came down and they stretched this guy off and you have to carry on like nothing's going on. It was the most awkward thing I've ever done in my life. I have no idea if he was okay. That's yeah, you don't. That's what I mean. If it was someone in the audience, like... If they die, you don't know. know. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's horrific. This comedy podcast is uh, going very well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, a friend of mine, she is a like West End person. She does lots of theatre and someone died in the audience once. And I'm not laughing on this, like, but what do you do? It's the ushers. Could you imagine trying to get everyone out and you're like, oh, um, who do you ring? If it was like a stand-up show and someone died and I'd be so offended. I was like, am I that bad? I'm that bad that you've just been like, this is the moment I'm going to just die. I just cannot go on anymore. Not even a single second. (laughs) Hi, I'm Louise. And I'm Joe. And we present That's Embarrassing, the podcast where you send us your embarrassing stories and we read them out to see if we can all learn something from our horrific mistakes. And in 2021, the podcast is going big. Not only are we going to be releasing one episode a week, but we're also launching a Patreon. Where you can support and sponsor the show for as little as £3 a month to help us spend a bit of cash on the pod for stuff like equipment, crystal meth, 
studio space, sex workers, editing, and a tiny little butler kidnapped from his homeland to come and live in my flat and feed me pop chips. Plus, our patrons will get a whole load of exclusive content, including an entire additional episode every week. And the odd tasteful nude snap. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. Thanks Thanks for for your support. support. Right, Holly has been in touch as well. And Holly says she verbally abused a man that was touching my mum up in the audience. And the mic was on. So everybody heard everything. What do you mean? Was she on stage? Yeah. So, right, I, I pressed her. For more details on this, let me just get these up, right? So I I think she's in the audience and she said, get your hands off my mum, you fucking creep. And then was dragged away from the stage as the microphone kind of heard the scuffles. I think she was at the front at a show of some kind. Someone touched up her mum and then the whole location was caught by the microphone. I mean, that's... Was the person a performer or was it? I'm guessing in the I'm guessing that's a fellow audience member because it's sort of I know even in the era of me too you've got to be quite sneaky to get away with touching someone up on stage haven't you No I remember being at a gig and this man kissing me on the lips while I was on stage Nice That's a compliment though right Was he cute Did you get his number No he was this old bloke oh. I was just I'm seeing and I don't know how it happened You just talk to people and then you're just getting off with this old bloke Mark's been in touch Said he was at a small gig in Camden waiting for his mate's band to come on, got drunk, ended up throwing up on the stage. The band had to stop playing while it got cleared up. Obviously, I got kicked out. Missed my mates playing. Oh, dear. Uh, So in my head, this is like a nightclub, like proper, like everyone dancing. Someone throws up and everything goes silent. Oh, yeah, that'd be what you'd be the most hated person there. I've been in clubs and bars and stuff where you do turn around and there'll be someone with like, there'll be like a girl with like sick in her hair or something that does, that sort of thing does happen from time to time, doesn't it? Friends of mine who are like more sicky drunks. I never throw up when I'm drunk. I just pass out. I just go until I'm asleep. Have you ever been like, is anyone at any of your shows, Josh, has anything like that ever happened where someone's been so pissed that they've thrown up or something like that? Oh my God, there is a story, but it's not my story. It's a story that another comic put on Facebook. So I can't remember the, the like details properly, but basically the, another comic was at the Frog and Bucket and like someone apparently, it was this couple and the girl went into the cubicle and she was like so ill that she like pooed her pants, but she was like more or less like unconscious drunk and she'd like shit everywhere so there was shit all over the cubicle and a boyfriend went in to see if he was all right and like climbed over the cubicle and fell on the floor and like smashed his face so he had like blood so they both got taken out whilst the comedy night was going on got carried out the room covered in blood and shit and then had the like audacity to be like what have we done wrong (laughs) but i uh like but that isn't my story so um but I um yeah, what stuff has happened, like people get chucked out all the time. Are there fights? Yeah, oh yeah, there's been fights, stuff like that. Yeah, people people have chucked out. A lot of people what I don't understand sometimes is when people do a load of cocaine and come to a comedy yeah. night to sit down and watch comedy, mm. fucking coked off the tits. I'm like, this <laughs> is a really bad decision on your half. Cause you're just listening to me chat shit slagging my mum off. 
and you're like buzzing off your off your head, off your rocker on coke. Yeah. So that makes a lot of weird stuff. I don't know. I've had stuff happen like people. I've been on stage and a guy have just shown me his balls. Or <laughs> took his top off. But I encourage it. I think I'm quite bad for it, to be honest, for encouraging them. Now, I, I know this might not be the right perspective, but is I think showing someone your penis is aggressive. I think showing someone your balls is funny. Yeah. <laughs> you have to show the penis to get to the balls. Oh, yeah. The penis is the door to the balls. That's what we're all. That's what we're all going for. The balls. That is going to be a little snippet that I take out and yeah. put on social media. Oh. <laughs> the penis is the doorway to the balls. It is. I was once on stage and it was in like a quite a big theatre. You know, there's those boxes on the side. Oh yeah. yeah. If you pay a bit of extra money, two people were having sex in them. It was I... really loud. But. If you had the opportunity, like, for, like if you've never had, like, money growing up and then all of a sudden you're in a box in yeah. one of those theatres, you're going to want to get at least tossed off, aren't you? Definitely. It's very uh, Wolf of Wall Street, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it makes me laugh because people think that people on stage can't see, like, when you're in a show because you don't, yeah. like, break that fourth wall. But, like, the audience couldn't see, but the cast literally had a full-on view of this woman like bent over i was gonna say what position presumably her per bent over the yeah. so she because she still wants to be able to see the show oh yeah she's still caught the end <laughs> yeah. this is why i'm glad to do stand-up and not acting because like acting you probably just have to ignore it yeah. whereas with stand-up you have a duty to address what's going on in the room <laughs> so it's like if i even had a snippet of someone shagging, I'd be all over that. That'd make my whole night because I could just riff off that for ages. What I don't understand is people's ability to perform in public. Like having, I wouldn't be able to relax having sex in a theatre. The, the idea of being rumbled would be too much. It's a private thing for me. Everyone's like shagged outside or, you know, had a quickie in a cubicle toilet. Like, um... I think they have. I have. <laughs> but, like, doing it as the play's on, and you're in the same room, basically. Everyone can hear you. You've got to have a bit of self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was during, like, a proper cheesy musical as well, so I can't imagine it was very, like, the right circumstances. I mean, it's worse if you do it in, like, Sophie's Choice or something, isn't it? Like, that's, that's really disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> The stage show of Schindler's List is like, come on, mate, just, <laughs> just wait. Um, Jess says she was once at an event and she drank so much Red Bull that she had a fit and passed out in a pool of Red Bull. I'm not sure if you're the sort of man to, to take any sort of narcotics, Josh, but have you ever done anything like, even if it is just having too many es espressos and just making... Oh, are we talking... Taking substances and making a fool of yourself. I'm happy to that. I have, um, yeah, so I haven't touched a drug in about six years, but I used to be fucking, I used to go for it. I did acid the day before an exam. Really? Yeah, I had to repeat my first year of uni because, like, one of the main exams I, I, like, was at nine o'clock on Monday morning and I um, 
took a tab of acid at like, I started at like midnight. So I went in tripping me fucking balls off and did all that sort of shit. But yeah, I've like took stuff and then fell out of a cab and smashed my head and been covered in blood. And I've had to have friends like carry me home. But that was years ago. And so, it does, I, but I don't get embarrassed by it. No, I'm I like, don't either. It happened. Um, right, yeah, I mean, Louise, have you got anything else? <laughs> Sarah's been in touch, said she tried to smuggle vodka into a gig once and she put it in her hood because they never checked your hood. Mm. However, they didn't put the lid on properly, so it was slowly (laughs) dripping down her back and the security guard figured it out pretty quickly, didn't get in. You'd be gutted, right? Yeah. What's the best way of smuggling in alcohol into a gig, in your opinion? Underwear. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, down the bra. Yeah. Or, well, one of the things, when I used to go to Fabric as a younger man and people wanted to get their ecstasy tablets in, then girls would put it up there in, in a Vaginas. pocket. Vaginas. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. In That's their how hu- you smuggle it through um, borders, isn't it? Would the sniffer dogs still, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert by any means. Um, I just wouldn't want to take it after that. No, I wouldn't. Like, there's nothing that's been in a vagina that I would have, even if it was like a cream egg, like a Cadbury's <laughs> cream egg. I'd be like, oh, you keep it. I'm all right. I mean, that cream egg would not be in a good state once you got it out. No. But, but, yeah, no, it'd be crushed. <laughs> and just I had a friend sweaty. once who smuggled in a bottle she had like quite big hair and it was in like the amy winehouse when people used to style their hairs in beehives and she put a bottle of vodka in a beehive oh that's good that's quite good yeah she got through i think the best way to do it is just uh, make sure you go somewhere where you know the bouncers yeah and then you just sneak it how do you make friends with the bouncers though i don't know i feel like we're fucking gay village now i know loads of the bouncers so i'm just like oh god I need to start drinking somewhere else. I don't know. Just go off and become... Fr- I always speak to the bouncers. If yeah, you... I try that and then they just think they don't have it with me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm normally all right with them. I just have a laugh with them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, it's not It's not the same sort of rapport, is it? I don't think that you're going to strike up, Louise. <laughs> Yeah, especially as I generally go out into gay bars. So they're just like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Um, So I think, to be honest with you, I think it's we've reached a pretty good place to leave it. Well, no, hold on. Before we do, I've got to ask, Josh, what is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at a gig? I'm good at this, aren't I? Yeah, great. At a gig? Yeah. uh, I've got one, like, the weekend of a gig. So some of that happened because of the nerves of a gig. Brilliant. This was about three three years ago. I was emceeing this comedy club, the Glee Club, but I I do there quite a lot now and I emcee it quite a lot. But then I wasn't really... It was like one of the first clubs I emceed and two of the people on were two of the best-known hosts on the circuit. Yeah. And um, so I was dead nervous, like really nervous. And I didn't eat all weekend because they had an off stomach. And then the Sunday after, I thought, do you know what? I've done the full weekend. It's fine. So I'll just eat the English breakfast and go. So I had some breakfast and then started walking to the train station. And as I was walking from the hotel to the train station, I full on shit me pants. (laughs) So I was just walking through the streets of Nottingham, 
like covered in my own shit, right? And then this homeless person came up to me and asked me for some money. And normally I'm dead nice to homeless people. But I was like, oh, no, sorry, I can't. But then he asked me again. And because I was covered in my own shit, I was I started to get a bit agitated. I was like, I've told you, I'm in a rush. I need to go. Get out of my way. So I, like, stormed off with my suitcase and, like, covered in poo. And then I had to go in the bathroom. And I, like, luckily, when I'm like gigging in my suitcase they always have baby wipes not because i shit myself all the time. <laughs> I it's like i just have them anyway so i like cleaned myself up and stuff and i threw um, I, I had a p- spare pair of jeans and underwear so like i put new stuff on and then i had to put my shitty jeans in the bin in just a bin in nottingham train station and then when i was on the train i completely just like forgot just didn't care about myself, like, around I didn't give a fuck about anyone around me and was crying on the phone, like, really loud on the train carriage, like, Mum, I've just shit myself in Nottingham and I've had to change my pants. And I was, like, I was striking. And then after about five minutes, I realised that people were laughing at me and I went into a different carriage. (laughs) Man, that's just one of those moments that you just... You can't get get over, can you? There's no sort of recovery from that. No, and I gig there quite a lot. It's one of my favourite clubs. And every time I walk to the hotel and like, and I walk up that street, I just get like, oh god, this is this is the place. This is where it happened. I think there's like a dignity threshold, isn't there? And it's kind of once something has got so bad, you just lose all. You don't care anymore what anybody thinks when you're covered in your own shit. That's it, really. Yeah. It was just like, I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought of me. I just needed to cry on the phone to me mum. <laughs> I think my mum would really judge me if I rang her and said that. Oh, God, shit. my mum's got no place to judge the amount of embarrassing <laughs> shit she did. When I was younger, right, I was... Um, I, I was in the house on my own, I was about 14, and my mum had gone out on the piss and I could hear, like, scratching at the door. So I looked out the front window and I could see it was my mum trying to get a key in the door. <laughs> so instead of going down and letting her in, I thought, oh, yeah, I'd just stand here and laugh at her because it was funny. <laughs> and we live like, on a main road, and then all of a sudden she just took her knickers down and started having a piss at the front door. <laughs> so I had to like run down and be like, what are you doing, you mad bitch? And then like get in the house. And then she was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my God, our parents are so different. My mum oh. literally had like a half a cigarette once and passed out. I think, yeah, I, do. I think that is an amazing place to leave it. Yes. <laughs> Josh, obviously at the moment with the way things are, um, what's what's the gigging situation for you? Is there, are there gigs you can plug? Um, no, <laughs> I'm doing um, a podcast called Dead Drama, where I slag off dead people, and I um, I don't know, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and all that shit. So there you go. Which we'll post all the links to that anyway. So yeah, and do check out Josh's podcast because Josh, Josh is also a history enthusiast, Louise, which is one of the other things that made me love him. Yeah. yeah, he is a bit in love with you. I'm just saying. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah. Well, because I also I'm not I'm not quite at the level you are, Josh. But I've recently taken up boxing myself as well, and Josh boxed for a long time. Yeah, I've not done it in years, so I get scared that people are going to offer me a fight. But like, it's been a while. Joe would probably be fine to fight against. You'd probably win. Uh, yeah. No, I I see you sort of as like I can be Rocky and you can be Mickey. 
Have you had many fights? I haven't had any. That's the thing. So that's why I want you to coach me. You've never had a fight in your whole life. Oh, no, no. Uh, actually, like pre-boxing, yes. I've had like fights in the street and on buses and stuff, but okay. not like not like boxing matches. Oh. <laughs> I've never had a bout. <laughs> no, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, do check out Josh on Instagram, on TikTok, on all of that stuff. Um, he will be back in summer as comedy gigs. Are you going to be up at Edinburgh, I'm guessing? Yeah, if it's on, and I'm, I hope so. Yeah. I'm supposed to be doing a little Tory shit if that happens. We'll see. <laughs> but I'm writing a show. I just hope I get to do it. There it is. Pie and Dick by Josh Jones. Yeah, Pie and Dick. Listen, Josh, thanks so much for coming on. It's been an absolute blast. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. I'm Louise. And I'm Joe. And we present That's Embarrassing, the podcast where you send us your embarrassing stories and we read them out to see if we can all learn something from our horrific mistakes. And in 2021, the podcast is going big. Not only are we going to be releasing one episode a week, but we're also launching a Patreon where you can support and sponsor the show for as little as £3 a month to help us spend a bit of cash on the pod for stuff like equipment, crystal meth, studio space, sex workers, editing, and a tiny little butler kidnapped from his homeland to come and live in my flat and feed me pop chips. Plus, our patrons will get a whole load of exclusive content, including an entire additional episode every week. And the odd tasteful nude snap. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. Thanks Thanks for your support. support.